0: I am the Hello, listeners, and welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is our 10 minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co host, Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schlice.
1: Hi, everyone. So, a few months back, we did an episode on some mysterious grave sites a grave where the granite ball keeps turning, a couple of celebrities where two cemeteries claim to have the same body. A grave haunted by an Indian because his request to be returned to his ancestral lands was not honored. Even a woman visited by well-wishers because of her film career, even though her childhood stardom might have been completely fabricated by Internet users after her death. You remember that one, Steve? (laughs) I do. Yeah, well, you know what? We missed a good one. This one is from the Tuscarora County area a grave where teens dare each other to visit after dark, ghost hunters prowl for evidence of life after death, and a terrifying legend has taken hold. It's known as Warlock's Grave, and it's in a private cemetery just outside New Philadelphia. Rehoboth Cemetery was founded in 1836 by local Methodists. It sits on a rise at the intersection of Ridge Road and University Drive, not far from the Kent State University's Tusca campus. It's fenced in, and that's the only way passersby would even know something might be there, because its collection of 19th century markers are either flat or have fallen over, making the site almost invisible unless you're actually in it. Ohio Mysteries listener Denise suggested this episode and I accepted the challenge of looking into the mystery of how a seemingly unremarkable grave grew into a regional myth long after its owner was interred. Okay, I said the grave was unremarkable, but actually I guess it is a bit distinct. It's made up of several black rectangular stones that are placed in a large rectangular shape that serves as a sort of a cover for the entire grave. At the head of the formation is a large stone standing about a foot or more higher than the rest. So here's the legend. The man buried beneath these stones was a warlock who was decapitated. The legend isn't specific about who did this or how it happened. I can only fill in the blanks and picture some trial or maybe a rush to judgment by torch-wielding villagers who did the deed. His hands and feet were also cut off. Again, not explained, but at least in the case of the hands, I suppose it would be because those were the tools of his power. In the legend, the warlock doesn't have a name. He's just the warlock. The tale goes on to explain the grave was once marked with a tablet that explained all of this, But the grave was desecrated, the tablet was broken, and some parts taken, while other pieces were consumed by the ground over the ages. You also won't find anything growing around the grave, the legend says. The ground remains brown year-round, and the warlock has company. Down the hill from the grave is an area where some witches are buried, and together The souls of the evil departed keep the cemetery a lively, haunted place. Steve, here's the best part of the story. The warlock's head was encased inside the large stone over his grave. This was done to keep it separated from his body because if the head and body ever reunite, the warlock will return to life and take revenge on the town. That's some Harry Potter stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) As I mentioned, a trip to this grave, it's a rite of passage for area teens, and unfortunately, it appears vandals have had their way with the cemetery. Many stones have been toppled and broken, and clearly someone has had their way with markers that belong to the man's wife and daughter. People have been known to hold seances over the grave or pull out the occasional Ouija board, Others who want the warlock to rise have put candles on the grave. This is because warmth and light have the effect of moving the head closer to the neck. And there are those who would help the warlock reunite his body parts. Warlock's grave is so renowned in the area, it's even listed on geocaching programs. You know what geocaching is, Steve? Uh, no. You know, I think
0: I used to know, but I'm...
1: Well, it's sort of like a real-world outdoor treasure, treasure hunting okay, game. That's right. Yeah. And so they invite participants to look for specific locations using GPS coordinates. And in some of the programs out there, the Warlock's Grave is an assignment. Especially creative minds have pointed to an abandoned house that is, or at least was, on the same side of the road and a few hundred yards from the grave. I don't know if it still stands, but the yarn is that the warlock killed everyone in that house. So, who is really buried there? Even though the warlock of legend has no name, there is a name for the man interred in this grave. It's Ransom Newton.
0: What a great name.
1: It is. He was born in 1809 in Green, New York, Moved to Ohio as a young man and spent 40 years in Tuscarawas County as a farmer before dying in 1875. So that grave is almost 150 years old. He had two wives. The first, Elizabeth, died when he was about 34 years old, but she had given him six children. He remarried to his second wife, Sarah, and they had nine more children. Yeah. Far from being a dark arts practitioner, Ransom Newton appears to have been a faithful churchgoer. The history of Tuscarawas County mentions that he even donated the land for Rehoboth Church. That was the church that stood at the same site as the cemetery from 1850 to 1877. I also found Ransom's obituary. I thought it interesting that even in 1875, someone felt compelled to add a final line to it that said, he was much respected by all his neighbors and friends.
0: doesn't sound like a warlock.
1: <laughs> no, it does not sound like someone who was accused of being a warlock in life and decapitated in death. So that begs the question, why did someone pick on Ransom Newton's grave? How did the fanciful tale grow over the decades to the point of becoming an Ohio legend, a chapter in any number of ghost books, and an assignment in a geocaching game? Sorry, folks, but this is a true Ohio mystery. I couldn't find a single newspaper article over the past century that gave a clue as to the legend of Warlock's Grave and how it got started. But Warlock aside, Steve, here's something that might make Ransom Newton worth knowing about. All right. According to a genealogist who was working on her family history, she found herself related to the 19th century Newtons of New Philadelphia and was able to trace her line to Sir Isaac Newton back in 17th century England, which means our warlock, at the very least, appears to be a distant cousin (laughs) to one of the most famous philosopher-scientists of all time. There is even local evidence that Isaac was a family name. In looking for mentions of Ransom Newton in Tuscaras County newspapers, I found a mention of him being involved in a lawsuit over someone's estate, and his co-defendant was an Isaac Newton. Son, perhaps. I, I don't know. I don't have a an Ancestry.com subscription, so my research had to end there. But you know, who wants all of that to get in the way of a good ghost story? If you search for Wallach's grave on the internet, you'll find interesting personal accounts of visits to the site, most of them reporting very creepy experiences. On the site Dead Ohio, for instance, one writer talked about how he or she used to ride their horse to the cemetery as a teenager, and when approaching the grave, the horse would foam at the mouth, break a sweat, and had to be held back from running. Another writer said she once visited the site with friends, And when they went to take a picture of themselves near the grave, the camera stopped working, though it was working just fine after they left. I also found a ghost hunter who went to the site in 2012. His camera worked. It took a picture of friends at the grave. And when the picture showed up in his viewer, there was this large swath of light sweeping across the frame. At home, he said he blew the photo up, and found the light was made up of tiny orbs, all moving in synchronicity. So, there may be something there, spooking horses, interfering with electronics, and generating orbs of light. But I gotta say, it doesn't look like poor Ransom Newton is to blame.
0: That's it for our midweek 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-sized Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and may all of your mysteries have happy endings.